Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Get Richer Teacher. You are so spoiled because this is another episode with a guest, a very special guest, Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Hello, Ola. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for accepting my invitation. I'm super excited. I feel like this is quite different from what I usually talk about. It's very like, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be very meaty. <laughs> That's how I see copy. Um, it's a very meaty and like, um, I don't know, you can do so much with good copy. I feel like it's this inevitable part of business. Do you see it like that? Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, obviously I'm biased, but I would say <laughs> it's the foundation of online business uh, in some respect, because if you have great designs and a gorgeous website, it doesn't really matter if you can't communicate the value of your services. Um, so yeah, I would say it's, it's quite important. It is crucial. Oh, thank you so much for this. Like, yes, it, this is what copy does. This was like a, the best selling line of literally your services and any copywriter services, because this it's, it's people don't even realize how, we, how important it is. Uh, so that's why I've invited Lauren. So you can learn a little bit more about her and her fantastic services and offers and her um and in general how copy and learning about copy can help uh, your teaching business so lauren would you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do absolutely yes so um yeah i'm lauren and i'm from the uk i am a total language geek um which kind of makes sense as to why i ended up in copywriting yep um i like rewind a few years and i graduated with a modern languages degree so um, I studied French and German and decided that um, perhaps teaching would be the right path for me so I went to China to kind of try it out as an ESL teacher mm. and um, turns out I'm not really cut out for teaching in a classroom at least uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I did a year there where I also picked up some Chinese and then I ended up um, moving into marketing So I kept the kind of um, theme of working in education and worked for a, first of all, um, a company that sends English teachers to China and then uh, for a Chinese language school. Um, And it was there that I discovered that I could actually write for a living, which I think is the case for a lot of copywriters. Like we never knew that was an option and then fell into it somehow. (laughs) Yes. It's a real job. Honestly, Exactly. Yeah, because I think... um, you always led to believe that like writing isn't a real career or you have to write a book to, to be a writer. Exactly. That's what I would think. Like it's it's like more of an arty artisty 
kind of path of a life, writing a book or, but then the other types of writing I can think of is blogging, which is a hobby, obviously, but then nobody really talks about copywriting. So I feel that a lot of people don't even understand what copywriting is. Could you tell us about it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is uh, it's something that I've noticed um, a lot, both while I've been talking to teachers and um, in my personal life. A lot of people mistake copywriting for like, copyright. So I think you're in law, which yes. <laughs> definitely <Yeah>. not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in its most simplest form, copywriting is, um, or copy, are the words that you use to sell your services. Mm. Um, so that applies to your websites, your emails, um, social media, blogs, um, even the ads that you see when you're out on the street, um, like for banks and big businesses, that's copy. Mm. So any words that you're using for the purpose of selling. Mm. Um, and yeah, now that business is happening a lot online, it's it's super important. It is. And I've noticed the power of it. I mean, I had some awareness when I first started my business of yeah, I'll probably have to learn a bit more about copy. My best friend's husband is a copywriter, but I never dared to ask because I thought it was a silly question. <laughs> but now I understand it so much more and I think it's so much more relevant in business to me. But like, it's only when I started working with you, I thought, oh my God, this is like words are magical. The things that you can do if you're skilled at it and if you're trained and skilled, because I think that there's obviously talent and passion that goes into it as well is incredible incredible so yeah um so going back to your story about how you ended up in China and decided teaching is not for you but is this why you've decided to start working with teachers and educators and in that niche um yeah so that kind of happened naturally it was strange actually because pretty much all of my professional experience has been working in marketing or copywriting for um, education businesses. Um, but then I had a brief moment where I thought I'll try something different. So I worked in tech for a year, tech copywriting, way too complicated, wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I moved back from China pretty much a year ago and decided that that was like my chance to work for myself. It was something that I'd wanted to do for a long time, but while I was out there, I, I couldn't, I had to be employed. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I set up my business around a year ago had a couple of contacts that I was still working with, still in the education industry. Um, and then I just realized that I, I think actually it might have been around the time that I came across um, your profile. And uh -huh. um, yeah, I kind of saw that, wow, there are a lot of language teachers out there building their own businesses. Um, and yeah, it, it seemed obvious to me once I realized that I could work with educators and language teachers um, that that should be what I'm doing because it yeah. ties together my experience, my passion. I just, I love that there are a bunch of language nerds out there like me because that's something I've <laughs> never really found living in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. 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 No, go on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to say it's the perfect combination of, of everything that's fallen into place. I was going to say this sounds like this perfect triangle that I usually um like teach to people and like kind of propose as a way of discovering your niche it has to be your expertise plus your passion plus something that the market wants and you've discovered those three things so it's a perfect marriage of mm, threesome <laughs> of 
of those three, it does work. Um, of those three things, which is which is quite brilliant. We just had a chat before we started recording that this world of teaching teachers going freelance, or I would even say because I've got a bit of a problem talking about freelancing and having a business is a bit of a different thing. I don't think you would need that much, for example, copywriting as a freelancer. To no. be honest, yeah, no, it's unlikely that you'd have a website and emails and things like that precisely that's that's also that's so interesting that's that's the thing i haven't thought about there's so many differences but i couldn't kind of pin them down but yeah for example having a website as a as a serious business owner you would care about promoting yourself in a proactive way and then words copy is definitely going to be part of that Hmm. cool so um while working for not a very long time but so far working with educators and like kind of being present in that language teaching environment have you noticed any trends in copy or any any kind of things that stand out in any positive or negative way um yeah I have actually so in terms of copy I've noticed that one really interesting thing I've noticed actually is that there's a lot of um kind of how do you say it like unempathetic copy I guess in the language teaching world and I don't think that it comes from a bad place I think it comes from a lack of understanding of copywriting so um digress a little bit um when you're writing copy you need to really communicate the core value of what you're offering Mm -hmm. um but that is challenging because you need to dig deeper than um kind of speak fluently for example or speak with confidence and figure out what it is that your audience wants and um how you can best communicate that in a unique way but what you see a lot is um vague like I said unempathetic phrases things like speak like a native Mm. um I know there's a lot of talk about that um from various angles from a copywriting perspective as well it's also not very good it's not empathetic um and not very encouraging for your audience um, but then there's also a lot of things like um, the best way to learn a language or um, learn a language in 90 days, for example. Mm. And phrases like this, you see a lot, ironically, on like large companies' websites. Yeah. Um, and I found that it's the independent um, teachers in small businesses that are writing better copy. I think. Ah! Perhaps it's because they are in constant communication directly with their students, whereas these big companies are either outsourcing or they have a marketing team who aren't like that close, closely related to their target audience, I'm sure. Absolutely. Oh, my God. This is such an amazing perspective and so encouraging because I feel like, you know, while teachers might be a little bit intimidated by thinking, Oh, so now I that now there is another thing I have to learn copy. No, you're already fine, right? Because there is there are things that come naturally, right? As you say, exactly. because they are in direct contact with students, and very often teachers are natural connectors. Mm-hmm. So I love that about them that it's 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 actually easier for them to come up with ideas that they can then express in words in whether it is in social captions or via email that are that actually go straight to people's hearts rather than yeah. our marketing slogans which yeah. do you think that's what copy is going directly to like working with no maybe like affecting people's emotions in a way 
Absolutely, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, because I think a common misconception is that the copy should kind of sound good, and of course it should. Um, but phrases like like speak like a native, I think people think, oh, it sounds great. Like everyone wants to speak. I guess they mean fluently and confidently. Yeah. Um, and that's an easy way to say it. And perhaps it sounds good. But yeah, like you said, the words need to connect with people. That's how you're going to stand out, especially when there's so much competition now. So you want the copy that you write to speak directly to the person that you want to target. Um, and yeah, that all comes from connection. Oh, I love that. I love it. Listen, guys, you don't have to worry about anything. It's like you're already great copy. I also, that's what I wanted to ask. Do you think that, um, like, even if people, if, if it's not people or teachers who are building their own business, even if it's not their aspiration to become copywriters, do you think they can improve their their copy or learn the basics? Absolutely. Of and do it for themselves? Yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned earlier that um, there's a talent that goes into it. But um, I think I'd disagree with that, actually. I think it's a skill. Um, everyone can, can write and everyone can learn what goes into good copy. Um, and I think teachers in particular have a lot of the skills of good copywriters. Um, so like you said, they're connectors, um, naturally empathetic. They um, tend to be good at research. Mm. Um, good writers often, um, and then also good at listening, um, curious and passionate. And I think all of those things are qualities of a good copywriter as well. Um, so I know it's overwhelming and I know kind of finding out that it's not just writing, you've got to like write strategically can be really scary, but it's a skill that can be learned. And, um, I'm aiming to make that easier for people. Um, oh, through my content and kind of teaching about it yeah that's amazing yeah I love that perspective as well and what I wanted to add from myself is that I've been telling myself ever since I opened my business that uh I mean it's not it's not that it's not true that I'm not good at writing I don't it's not that I'm not good at writing because I've noticed I've made so much progress but your copy is great oh thank you <laughs> oh. Well, that's so good to hear. Um, but it's not my zone of genius. And I'm not going to lie. It doesn't come easy. And the fact that I notice now what works better, because I've had experience of writing my own emails before I met you and before I kind of could invest and, and learned more about it, um, it, it also doesn't mean that I have to do it. I feel like mm. it also gives me lots of satisfaction to see, like even when you write something for me, so Lauren actually writes my newsletters at the moment, which is funny because people reply to those emails and say, uh, oh my God, how do you always know what I'm thinking? And I'm like, but Lauren wrote that. So it's amazing <laughs> how well she understands me and my brand voice and everything. But that's a digression. But anyways, uh, it I can also appreciate how powerful the words that you you as a trained, skilled professional write. And I think that's like, that's like the next level of business as well, which which yeah. I totally wish upon teachers. And when they're ready to scale, I think it's an amazing thing to be able to uh, invest in copywriting support. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, um, you said something there that made me think. Um, I think when you start, when you're early on in your teaching business, and you see um, how much there is to do, and you think, okay, writing doesn't come naturally to me, or it takes time. 
um, it might be tempting to outsource it. But I actually think it is really valuable for teachers to write their own copy like you did at the start of their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, you can learn this skill because the chances are, even if you can outsource your copy, you're not going to outsource everything. <laughs> outsource every single thing because it would be a waste. Um, so it is a skill that you need to learn. And then also it helps you better understand your audience. And when you do eventually outsource to a copywriter, you have more of an idea as to like, how good the copy is when you receive it because if you don't know anything about it then you might you might end up taking a gamble and I don't know find someone on artwork Mm. send them some money and get something back and you're not really sure if it's good or not Mm. I have to be honest with you I did outsource something I would say about eight months ago so that was still quite I would say like I've only been running my business for about 18 months so or maybe a year ago, I can't remember. But basically, it was a welcome email sequence. And I read it uh, recently to have a look at it. And I can now see what's wrong with it. I've improved my own understanding of what works for my audience, what kind of language works on my audience, rather than what doesn't. And while most of it was great, because it was written by a professional, uh, some of it didn't sound like me, and some of it didn't sound like something that would speak to my people and I'm like exactly that like I I talk a lot about outsourcing and I think it's a great thing but there is time for it and like while some tasks are outsourced and easy to outsource because they are quite mindless I think copywriting or even things like basic graphic design or what else or like the thing that comes to mind which is a bit more complicated but Facebook ads I actually think that as a business owner, you should learn the basics of those things Mm. uh, and only then outsource because it's really useful. It it is really useful to have the understanding. So Absolutely. And also um, when you write your copy early on, you actually get an understanding of how you want to sound because a copywriter needs to know. We need to know a lot of information before we get started. Um, and that includes kind of how you want to sound. If you don't know that already, then the chances are when you receive your copy, you might be a bit disappointed because we didn't have anything to go off of. Um, so the clearer you are on your values, your voice, your audience, the easier it is to then get um, to outsource this stuff later on. One of the most useful business activities I did last year was uh the discovery call that we had or the onboarding call that we had when you asked me about my brand values, when you Mm. asked me about very, very specific questions about my audience, it made me think in such a specific way that honestly, I will never think, I will never, it will never go back to to the way it was because in order to write good copy, to understand how I want, you, you had to ask such amazing questions that... And that also, again, that's another digression. Like sometimes you're asked the right question and this is how you grow. It's not a tip that somebody gives you. It's actually the right question that somebody asks you. And I feel yeah, like that's, that's beautiful true. about business. <laughs> but that's mm. a digression. I always go on tangents on different things. Sorry. That's how it works here. <laughs> um, so my other question was going to be if people, so like I think, One of the most common things that I hear from teachers that is related to your work is uh, I know that I should probably be writing emails to people. I should have an email list, but I don't know what to write them about. Is there any piece of advice that you could give a person who would struggle with? Like, 
generally generating ideas for content, how would you approach it or how what kind of advice could you give them? So I would break it down into steps because it is really overwhelming to think like I need to post on social media or I need to send a newsletter and I don't know what to write about. So first of all, I would um, <clears throat> go back to your content pillars if you have them. Um, if you don't, basically break um, everything you could talk about in your niche <clears throat> down into three or four topics. And then underneath those, you can start to write ideas. So I can give you an example from um, my content. So <laughs> if you've seen me on social media, then you might be able to tell what is coming from which content pillar. Yeah. So um, copywriting is obviously a big a big thing. There's a lot of um, platforms that I write copy for. So I break it down into um, writing like strategies, um, platforms, and processes. So those are my main three content pillars. And then beneath those, I will group my ideas. So for example, with writing strategies, I post a lot about different ways to say things um, to make your writing sound a bit more interesting. Um, platforms, I might say, uh, three ways to improve your website copy specific to the platform. Mm. And then the process is um, how to plan your sales page, for example, your website copy. Mm. Um, so if you break break it down into those categories and then start to think about all the questions that your audience has, the things that they ask you, um, go back through your emails, your DMs, listen to your students, and um, you can start to create content based on that. Um, and then once you have a bank of ideas, it becomes so much easier to decide what to write about. And then you just need to put it into a into a plan. That's great. That's, I, I wouldn't probably give them a better answer. So that's amazing. And I think uh, the problem very often is uh, that teachers, and it's more of a like a marketing, let's say, struggle, sales struggle, is that teachers find it hard to convince themselves that it's all actually about marketing and sales rather than just education because they think, oh, if I open a newsletter, I'll have to teach them something in every newsletter. But like, well, I, to some extent, it's always providing some value that people mm -hmm. find useful in a way. But let's be honest, it's not just about that, right? Um, not exactly. So... Anything you could say for people to like how to move away from constantly educating people on topics and thinking about like, okay, this, I actually run my Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn account and my newsletter in order for people to buy from me. Um, mm. Like how, how can people shift that thinking? So I think that one of the most important things that you can do is to start thinking of your audience as friends. So, um, as an independent teacher, you're likely teaching adults mm. um, and you're not in a classroom. So you, you don't need that kind of hierarchy of teacher-student. They they can become kind of friends, even though they're clients. Yeah. So start thinking about them like that and consider how you want to come across. Like you, you don't have to be like, use that stuffy professional corporate voice. You mm. can be you. And that is going to connect with people better. And as soon as you start writing in your authentic voice, it becomes... It feels less salesy. It feels less forced when you do need to push one of your programs. Um, sorry, I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, say that the authenticity is 
so important, but there are so many misconceptions around I should look or sound and write in a certain way. That's probably not the case, is it? Yeah, exactly. And it's not going to put people off if you are, I don't know, if you swear a lot um, or if you like to make jokes, if you're sarcastic, for example. Like if if that feels right for you and you know that it resonates with your audience, um, then don't be afraid to be yourself. Mm. Um, and on that note, again, to move away from just educating, if you are building that kind of personal connection with your audience, then it is nice to share some kind of personal posts as well. Mm. How far you go with that is completely up to you. Some people like to share kind of everything about their lives. Um, Me. Others. <laughs> and it works, doesn't it? Your audience it does work. That it does well. work, yeah. Um, if you don't want to be that open about your personal life, that's absolutely fine. You don't have to. Yeah. Um, but giving those kind of personal insights or updates um, can be really good. So I don't share like everything, but I share little snippets of my life. So, for example, um, I went away over Christmas, so I'd share a bit of content from that. Um, but I'm not going into detail on everything that I'm doing. Yeah. So that kind of stuff can give a break from constantly educating and show that you are you are a person as well. Exactly. Oh my God, I talk about it all the time. Just being human in all of this is probably yeah. the easiest way of not coming across as salesy and just mm-hmm. will just create that genuine connection between people because whatever it is that you connect with, uh, c- connect with people over, whether it is that you both have dog or kids or like yeah. there's so many connection points that I've got with my audience and different people in my audience that I like I've got things to talk about them so it it and it it's never it never feels fake or forced so I can have a conversation yeah. with a follower who might become a client about I don't know kids and how they don't sleep well or or mental health I also like kind of um that's my personal very personal um approach to those things I feel like when you build your presence and obviously social media and email marketing are a fantastic way of building that presence and building credibility for your business but then when you start growing as well which might be either a byproduct or an intentional thing you also become a platform where you can um make people feel seen on other in other aspects of their life and i personally as my i think it's my brand value i also like people to just feel like yeah i'm not perfect i like i have mental health issues i've got adhd i've got things like that because i think that's also important that we talk about this not only do business or not only teach people another word in english or or italian or whatever right like this exactly, is a human yeah. value of mine and I think the more people tap into that, the more natural copy also comes, right? I don't know. For sure, yeah. Yeah, because if you are just being yourself, you're talking about other things that you care about um, and you're having kind of a conversation with your audience, then when it does come to presenting your offers, it's just kind of like, hey, I've got a slot open. If you're interested, send me a message. It doesn't have to be really salesy. It doesn't have to feel forced. Exactly. It can be natural. And also I feel like audiences get used to free content and then mm. when you when you bombard them all the time with free educational stuff, they will expect that and they will be surprised when you tell them, oh, I've got something for sale. What do you mean? 
you usually just post educational stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you if you don't talk about it um, enough, which I'm not going to lie, I'm guilty of in my own business. But you have a business. Um, she has a business. She's she's <laughs> not just educating on copy. This is not, okay. Solved. Problem solved. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you're never talking about it, then you will start to attract those kind of freeloader students who they might even reach out to you for free lessons. Who knows? Mm. Oh, yeah, that happens way too often, honestly. Yeah. The conversations we have. Um, anyways, that's been, I feel like that's, that's been super insightful. Like, honestly, if people don't know now how powerful copy is and that anybody is, even if you're like, I feel like it's, it's like with other things, even if you don't know about it, or even if you're not aware, you're probably writing copy already. <laughs> exactly. True? Yeah. I mean, I was writing it for, I'd say, a good couple of years before I even heard the word. <laughs> Amazing. Love that. Love that. So, however, if you guys are thinking seriously about it, I think it is a, at some point, a crucial part of a journey of building your own uh, business. And if you can get better at it, you will see better results because you're going to just be a bit more intentional about it. Mm -hmm. um, so what are you planning this year to to like kind of hmm, help people with in, in our little language field to help them with their copy? Uh, yes, good question. So um, this year, uh, last year, I was only offering um, done for you services. Uh, where I would write your copy. But I realised that a lot of language teachers are earlier on in their journey. Um, a lot of people don't even know what copy is. So I'm now working on a couple of um, kind of DIY options for you to learn more about copy and then implement the skills that you learn. Um, so these will consist of kind of very much work in progress at the moment, but um, I'll be doing some live webinars um, and creating some templates um <clears throat> to kind of guide you through the process of writing different assets um so yeah keep an eye out and i'll be announcing more about all of this soon amazing i'm so excited <laughs> guys like honestly i've been working with lauren for a good four months three months four months now um, uh yeah something like that yeah and it's been not only do we like get on so well um it's it's amazing how like, honestly there is there is some magic on instagram we always bitch about instagram but then i've made the best connections there so it's not That's only so well, it's 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 a great relate working relationship and she's brought so much to my business in terms of um like the light that i feel because oh somebody's doing this task that i don't really like i could be doing but i don't really like and someone is doing it so well and somebody actually listens to me and understands my brand because she works in that niche. That's to me is mind blowing. So totally recommended. Uh, and yeah, I am very committed to plugging you in wherever I can because I think teachers need that. And in order for them to become successful, copy is going to play a massive role um, in that. So I'm very excited about your offers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How can people find out more about you? Where they, where can they find you if they are not following you yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm on Instagram um, at, at copy that dot, I'm sorry, <laughs> at copy, copy that dot copy. Yeah. 
<laughs> copy that dot copy. Copy that dot copy. Um, yeah. I also have a website uh, which is copy that dash copywriting.co.uk. Um, and I am starting a blog at the moment. So you'll find weekly or bi weekly, we'll see, um, advice there on how to write better copy for various parts of your business. Wonderful. So exciting. So, uh, what can I say? This has been an enlightening, lovely, insightful chat. Thank you so much, Lauren. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, I know. Such a nice conversation. And I hope you guys have found it useful. The last thing I was going to say is that um, I've been very much since the beginning of this year in that phase of thinking, I need to help teachers get a bit more serious. So obviously, copy is very much in that theme. If you want to get serious, learn about copy or hire a copywriter. Um, or do something in that kind of regard. And I will also be running a free training that you may have not heard about yet. On the 26th of January, I'm running a free masterclass called How to Get Off the One-to-One Teaching Hamster Wheel. Yeah, the mm-hmm. hamster is the, the theme. And by the way, the link is um, olakowalska.com slash hamster. So it's easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, love that. Um, there is a hamster logo, literally everything is a hamster. So um, if you want to sign up, I would absolutely love to have you there because I'm going to be talking about those things, copy being one of them, um, how to start thinking seriously about your business, not just be a freelancer who, and I think you came up with this phrase and I hope it's all right that I use it. Absolutely, that, it's yours. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you. Uh, that it's, freelancers and that's how I see tutors working one-to-one with students freelancers look for opportunities so you might still be in that phase of looking for students when one student's contract runs out you look for other student and like you're always on that wheel basically hamster wheel if you're serious about your business when you become a business owner you make those opportunities for yourself and I felt that was so powerful um So if you want to find out how to make your own opportunities in business and start selling, having more control over your income and also what happens in your business, how much time you spend um, working in it and on it, then please join me. Are you going to be there? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, um, just one bit last thing from me is that since uh, we started working together, uh, Ola has actually helped me realize a lot in my own business. Um, and feel a lot more motivated so I would highly recommend any teachers listening to sign up oh thank you so much brilliant yeah we we kind of love each other sorry sorry about that the the, 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 like love fest here but yeah that's 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 what I do I love working with people that like I don't know what it is it's about potential but also like the mutual win-win kind of situation helping each other and I genuinely feel like it's it's uh I don't think you have competition in this field I don't and I think it's beautiful actually and that's why we need to push you out to the world because it's super useful um but anyways come to the masterclass learn about copy and see you in the next episode next week bye It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. 
Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at hola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers, including my one-to-one -one coaching, my business foundation course, The Rocket, or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.